Welcome to part two of my conversation with Natasha Venter of Angelic Clarifications. It's short, it's pithy, but it's so full of joy. Welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. My name is Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, so I bring forward your guides so you can connect more easily with them, allowing you to have soul deep conversations with them whenever you want. I'm also an energy healer, past life explorer, a teacher. My goal is to empower you by teaching you these techniques that you can use on your own. We work together to find and identify the blockages to your growth and release them, inviting you to explore your possibilities. I'm available for phone and virtual sessions, and with Washington opening up, I'll be at many of the in-person events. The best way to contact me is Susie, that's S-U-S-Y, Susie at bluelightninghealing.com. Visit bluelightninghealing.com for up-to-date information. Blessings. Okay, so welcome back. If it gets to that point, um, this is, I, I'm going to call it part two and I can set this up to where I can, whatever. Okay, so we're here with Natasha Venter and we're talking about opening up to one's gifts. Um, we've talked about the importance of vulnerability and how that sheds these layers that have been, that we've either put on ourselves, it feels like kind of like this clay mask that we put on ourselves because we have to show a face or we have to be a particular way for somebody. Expectations. And it's ex it's living it's living with life of expectations. And what others always, what others, yes, yes. I'll let you talk. <laughs> it's it's what sorry about that. Jumping no. in right there. It's what others think of us and what we think we should be. Yeah. Should is and one so of we those put should is one of those words, man, that just makes me dig in my heels. So go ahead. <laughs> I know it's a, because that's, you know, well, you know, my mom told me that the la da 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 is supposed to happen. And then I told myself, well, I should act this way in order to make her happy. Yeah. Well, that's the expectations that we put on. Now you can replace those words with siblings, friends, you know, loved ones, yeah. you know, husband, wife, you know, partner, whatever that, that label would be. And it's just amazing how we put on these personas of expectations when it's not really our true self, right? It's our true self. And I'm going to say that that's the thing that vulnerability I have found that as I stripped away those rose and i know for you you probably can feel this too that as you've stripped away the rose of of life's ro um, experiences yeah. <laughs> you know that as we strip them away and it's not like i think the difference is is this that when we i always say that that there's two roads you can take the experience from that situation and to put in your knowledge, or you can go the low road and to keep it as a story. So taking the experiences puts everything in your tool bag for knowledge for the future. Okay. Or you can stay in the story of the woe is me, this is what happened, okay. this is where I, you know, 
I lost my family member. I can't get through this. What am I going to do about it? Your experience would say, crap, I lost my family member, but you know, it sure shook me up and I'm, you know, I'm kind of grateful for that. Okay. You know, I, I, it's I, that experience to move through. You don't take away, it doesn't take away the pain and the ache. Now, for an example would be is, is that in the 30 years of my marriage, I've lived with an alcoholic. Eight now he's been sober. So my story is, is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not easy. <laughs> I raised two kids, you know, family left, you know, we had a lot of things that happened. I'm not going to get into the 30 year, the 20 years of that. It would take me hours of that story of the drama traumas. The experience. The experience gave me the knowledge that I was finding my own truth along that way. Mm-hmm. That the experience gave me the ability to say, I'm not going to allow that to happen again. I'm That's, free from that happening again. You've got the wisdom. I got it. the wisdom. I got the tools. Yeah. Now, when somebody else comes up and they have a lot of the same feeling, like, you know, they come across as a really cool person. They really, but then there's something behind the scenes. And I kind of go, I kind of know that. What is it that I recognize? Oh, there's my tool bag. There's my experiences. Oh, they might have something going on that they do behind the scenes that when they get home or they might stop off at the bars when they get home. Yeah. Because there's a signature that, that drugs alcoholism has. Yeah. And you start recognizing it. Just like I have a signature when somebody walks, I know that they have Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. That's based on your experience with those. It's based on my experience. Conditions, yeah. Yeah. So with that, that, that you can go into the experience and that really helps move us forward. And if we can do that, stay in the vulnerability. There again is that, that vulnerability card I'm going to pull again. That it is about being vulnerable and saying, you know what? I had that story happen to me. <laughs> Could have chose different, didn't. This is where I love my dad saying. My dad was a magician at this saying. What I know at this time, I'm going to make a decision on what I know at this time. Let's say Tuesday. Tuesday, I had to make a decision. I only know things up to Tuesday. Yeah. Well, Thursday comes around and I know something different, which I would have made a different decision on Tuesday. But I can't. So I have to. So within the realms of forgiveness, I forgive myself for making that decision on Tuesday because I only knew what I knew then. I could have made a different decision. Now that I know something else on, on for Thursday, next time I have to come along with that decision again, I'll kind of maybe trust a little bit more to say, is this time to make that decision? Okay. You know, and that's where our intuitive gifts start to wake us up. That intuitive feeling, trusting that, that vulnerability is that tool to working with the team members around us. Because if we're full of ego, if we're full of persona, if we're full of, 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 you know, this, I should have, should have, should have, you know, we're not going to listen to our angels and our guides. Right. Because our mind is so busy that we're not listening to our, in our other ears, our other knowings, you know, those other feelings 
So vulnerability, we could switch over to being open. So mm-hmm. vulnerability is, I think, by definition, opening up yourself to to seeing not only the hurts or the pains that you or the grief that you've experienced, but also you can find the gifts in there. Yes. Because being vulnerable, you can't you can't have this big old wall up and expect to to look at your gifts if you can't if you don't even have a door open or a window open or looking through a crack into your psyche, into your ego to see what those gifts are. And then you can't listen to your team, your angels, your guides, you know, whoever your guides are. Some people work with the star people. Some people work with fairies, some, you know, the fae, the elementals. Um, Some people work with angels. You know, I work with all of them, but. (laughs) I work with the rock people and yeah. So tag. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter who you're working with, but taking the time to open up to inviting them in and then discerning if it is for your highest and best or in divine alignment Mm -hmm. and then trusting what you hear. Um, And no, go ahead. Well, and that's kind of like going back to the time when I was taking care of my mom. You know, there's decisions that I made taking care of my mom 20 some odd years ago that I probably wouldn't have made today. But then with those snapshots of making those decisions, I was going nights without sleep. I was drained because everybody needed something from me. Mm-hmm. And I was having to make core decisions for somebody else's life. And if I looked back two years later, I would say, God, I wish I would have made that. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not as tired. Not so wrung out. Not everybody's asking of something of me right now. So I have a different perception for that moment. So I have to put myself back in that moment and go, yeah, couldn't have done better. Yeah, Which I could have done better. Actually, yeah. I did the best I could in that moment. Exactly. Exactly. And, so, and that's where forgiveness comes in. Self-forgiveness comes in. It's like you look at it and you say, okay, with that distance, with that that greater perception of having that that distance that's in the past, if you, if you go along with that and saying, yeah, that was the best you could do and reclaiming your energy from that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But sometimes that takes that vulnerability and that, that moment of just saying, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and sometimes that's what I tell people when I'm working with them. You know, sometimes our emotion is just, ah, <laughs> and we got to talk to the, ah, to be able to get moving. You know, it's just one of those things that we, you know, working through what we're doing. And, you know, vulnerability, perception is another one. Perception. When we really look at what things are happening, instead of just our 3D, instead of being the horse with the blinders on, with the cart, being led by the owner, you know, take the blinders off and really see what's around us. There's a whole lot more. Our universe talks to us with songs on a radio. They talk to us with commercials, billboards driving down the road. Yeah. Um, people who are driving next to us, you know, conversations we meet up with in, in grocery stores or, or in other stores. You know, there's just these amazing places where we just feel things. Having a rough day and all of a sudden you feel this warmth of love around you. 
You know, there's these moments where we have, where we know we're not alone and that's our team stepping in. And a lot of times, you know, from my understanding, fair, angels are, fairies almost popped in there. They are too, because they work with us a lot, but angels are pretty much our first step in because it is about love. Yeah. Now fairies, they like to show love in a little bit different way. Kind of like yeah. they took my glasses from me. <laughs> So I can get a different perception on my life, you know, <laughs> you know, so they love you in a, in a, in a, I don't want to call it tough love, but a sneaky way. <laughs> a sneaky way. That's what I find with, um, with opening up to receiving messages. It's not always going to come out as some bolt of lightning or a rainbow, um, opening up to seeing things in a different way. So that's that being vulnerable to looking around, whether it's, oh, look, that's the way that cloud looks, or there's a bug that went by. What does that bug mean to me? Or, or listening to something, hearing the whispers of the, the wind in the trees or whatever. So opening up to all of the different message delivery systems that the universe has, because it is all inclusive, it is expansive. So it's not going to be limited to having those voices in your heads where you go, I, I, I'm sorry, what did I just hear? Does that make me crazy? You can put it outside of yourself and open up to all those things because there are so many uh, they call them the clairs so there's seeing and clairvoyance clairaudience and blah 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 so many of those but mm -hmm. calling in all of those and those are muscles to strengthen too as you learn to use them as you trust what you hear or what you see or you know what you know and, or feel and stuff yeah it, it's it's that and i tell people it's that first thing you hear yes don't question that first thing you hear. And people go, well, I, I said, nope, stop. We ask the question, what is the first thing you hear? And they usually hear, oh, yeah, George. George is the name I got. Trust George. Yeah. George. Oh, yeah. Then. Starting to work with my guides. I'm walking around my life going, yeah, y'all, I want to know this. And they'd say something. And I'd go, really? Really? Oh. Um, and it took a while to convince me and, you know, I could just see them over in the corner, heads in their hands, just going, oh, for the love of Pete, would you just listen to us and stop it? It's not cute anymore. You're good. And, and just trust what you hear. And that's a big step is trusting what mm -hmm. you can't actually, what's not actually tangible to you. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you were asking me, what is the thing? And it's kind of like a hand. You know, you have to have vulnerability, you have to have trust, you have to have understanding that there's something greater than just me, which is a different perception. Okay. You have to have a, and I'm saying you have to, because it's, <laughs> there's, if, if you don't do this, you're not going to get to where you hear your guides. You know, right. they might bonk you across the head a couple of times, yet at the same time, though, they're not going to keep trying to do that. You know, yeah. so it's that. It's the, the trust, the vulnerability, it's perception, it's finding love. It's that finding love moments. It's, it's that understanding that love isn't what my mother taught me when she left me in the car for three hours because she had to go into the, to the bar. It's, I'm not talking about love that way. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a raindrop on a leaf and the sun shining through. And you're in that moment where you just breathe. 
everything else falls away. Everything else falls away. It could be even a fleeting moment. Yeah. A, a fleeting moment, but you feel that. Oh, yeah. Standing and watching a butterfly for just that moment. And a lot of times this love moment is right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the first thing you feel and then your mind, your body, reality, things happen. You know, somebody calls, somebody calls you off, you know, but it's that moment mm -hmm. that happens. And then you have to have belief in yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you can't have, you can have a hand without all five fingers and it yeah. will work. And I feel for people who don't have all five fingers, my love goes to you because you've, you've, you've grabbed onto life differently. And that's yeah. the thing is, is that sometimes we can't all grab onto life the same way, but without your thumb, it's hard to grab onto things without your pointer finger. It's hard to point someplace. You know, without the middle finger, it's hard to put on, you know, the persona of what you think of some people. <laughs> you know, you won't have your ring finger without having a relationship. You know, a lot of us put our marriage ring fingers on there. And our pinky, our pinky is just part of saying I can grab, you know, without our pinky, we can't finish grabbing on. And without all our fingers, we can't grab on, you know, try grabbing onto a glass with just one and then taking a drink. It's not pretty, it's, you know, it's not as stable as grabbing it with all fingers. And so with that, that we need to have, and there might be a few more different things thrown into the bag of what that reality is, but it is what that is like me doing a mediumship the other day. I started off, nobody said anything. It was like being on the radio with dead air. There was no confirmation. Yeah. I mean, I gave confirmations and there was maybe once that I got a head shake of just barely a, you know, just barely a movement. And the other one kind of went, you know, did a little side, you know, I went, okay. And I just had to trust, be vulnerable understand that I had to trust myself, trust the universe, trust the team, the, the person who was saying these things that I was going to say something that would hit, tap the truth and understand that my truth was going to be what I understood it to be. So basically whatever I said on those fingers, I had to pull out in that moment of vulnerability of yeah. saying, hmm well i'm here you wanted me to say i asked you to line it up that's the thing i do always do too when i'm doing mediumship is if you want me to say something you got to line it up for me to do it yeah and they lined it up and i said okay here i am that's cool okay um... you know so it, it is when we're trusting this path of turning into our intuitive self, yeah. that is the time that our life gets shaken up. It really does. <laughs> that is such a point there. You start opening up to your intuitive self. Um, it shifts, not your reality. It does shift reality because it's it's deeper. It's more, so many more layers to it. And you can't be innocent anymore. <laughs> innocence is gone. And it's not innocence of a baby. It's innocence of, 
oh, why I'm actually responsible for my ripple effect in my life. <laughs> yes, that accountability. You need it's to take accountability. responsibility for taking responsibility for who you are and what you do and seeing the impact on it. Um, yeah, uh, and, and then uh, using your abilities to help and heal. I don't, I've heard so many stories about uh, practitioners who have, who have taken a different path and, mm -hmm. and it turns out that they lose their abilities. They're not, they're, they're just pulling it out of their back pocket, so to speak. And so I don't, I, I think that's part of the accountability thing. You can't do what we do and expect to, to manipulate in mm -hmm. such a devious way. We can't manipulate. I just don't, I really, it's hard for me to lie because I'm so bad at it. I, yeah, <laughs> I stink at lying. Um, and so there are times I'm sitting there in a, in a session going, I, I, I'm not getting anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where do we want to go with it? But it's being, and that's a way of being vulnerable mm -hmm. and stuff like that and opening up to the other possibilities. But yeah, you just cannot continue blithely on your life, just thinking la, 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 and not, and, and thinking that nothing has an impact because everything does have an impact, whether you are open to seeing what that impact is and will act accordingly. No, you can't direct everything in your life, but you can see it's like, oh, if I, if I kick that door or something, it's going to have an impact and how that, nah, I don't like that example. I'll cut that out. But you know, you, you even something as simple as a smile at a stranger on the street. I use that one frequently that can impact them beyond anything you could possibly imagine. I feel better for smiling all the time. So I know it helps me, but maybe it helps that other person, a passing hello, somebody just knowing they've been seen. Exactly. I always acknowledged. Yeah. I say a lot of times, especially when I'm on service calls, I hope the rest of the, your day and the rest of your week, people treat you how you treated me. Yeah. And many times, or I, I say, thank you for your grace with me. You are amazing. Yes. And, and that statement, well, I hope that people treat you exactly how you treated me. Well, they weren't the most kindest. That's a mirror effect. Yeah. And it's not meant in bad intention. I didn't mean it in bad intention. I just meant it as that there was some good moments in this conversation and there wasn't some good moments in this conversation. So yeah. please let those witnesses come for you to help yeah. you be better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I always say, thank you. I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. Thankful's like almost every other time and at dinner, instead of grace, blessing the food, we bless each other and say our gratefuls. Mm -hmm. Had a good day. We're having good food. And I, mine is usually, I listed off the things that I got done today and I'm grateful to my family for being the awesome individuals that they have. And so the, for being the awesome individuals that they are. So I think gratitude is really another one of those fingers on there is the vulnerability, the trust, the discernment, the love and gratitude. It's huge. Yes, it, is it is huge. Every time that I can tell, well, and I always tell people too, if you want to change your mind frame, your time, your, the mind where it's at, find something to be grateful for. Yeah. You cannot be depressed and grateful at the same time. It's, it may be something small. 
you're grateful exactly for. you know oh i didn't uh spontaneously combust today i'm grateful for that let's move <laughs> on you know and you may have to pull it out of the blue like that um, yeah exactly i actually went to the bathroom today you know it's like you know, there's something that can happen that we can be grateful for, yeah. even if it's a, thank you for me helping me have my breath this morning. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having, you know, these moments motivation just to get out of bed this morning. Yeah. That, that can be hard for some folks. Yep. It is. Yeah. It is. So having, yeah, gratitude, it's immense. And I don't find that sarcastic gratitude is helpful. No, <laughs> no, no, it's really not. But you know, we've covered that before in the podcast. So, um, do you have any final thoughts for our group for everybody today? You, you know, we're all going through these life-altering experiences. We're just coming off of COVID, not quite done with it. It's going to be our story for quite a while. Yet, I would like to invite some people, people, to look at what was this experience teaching you? What strengths did you come out of with this? Even if you felt uncomfortable with them or you did not like them, see what the greater good of that perception can be. Try to take the perception of what was this here to teach me instead of what was it here to damage me? You know, when we take the perspective of what is here to teach me, many times, like I heard on the news last night, there's lots of people losing, leaving their jobs that they held on during the COVID or didn't hold on to, and or they're not going back to what they did before. You know, it's called finding a truth that feels right to you. And if we can do that, it's amazing where we go. Or if you find yourself going back into, let's say, doing the job that you did before, try to take into your perception. How can I be kinder to the people I service? How can I be kinder to myself? How can I, how can I find my life purpose in this moment? And I can tell you, a lot of times to find your life purpose is to be, capital B, capital E. B, be in the moment, be in love, be in the moment of grace, be in the moment of sometimes anger, frustration, just be, but see the purpose of it, see the perspective of it. Many times you can walk forward to that. And if you'd like any help doing that, I know Susie would be grateful to have, be able to help you. And I, Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Natasha. Oh, I'm I love excited. Having this time. I love having this time. I got to I got to talk to Grace Starr, who did um, stuff, who did an event here. And we talked for like four hours. So, you know, we're clocking in three. I'm good. <laughs> or two, two hours. This is great. Not that I have to ask people to interview with me in order to get time with them, but I am I'm very grateful that you came and that you shared yourself and your light and your wisdom and, and all the love that you embody. Thank you so much. You can find Natasha again at Angelic Clarifications. That's mm -hmm. plural, right? AngelicClarifications.com. And the email address, I mean, I'm going to have all of these links in the description box. So here. my email is Natasha at AngelicClarifications.com. Perfect. Perfect. 
perfect. And this is Susie Parker Goins of Blue Lightning Healing and Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. Until next time, blessings, y'all.